So we're half asleep here, um, so we're like bringing you into our slumber world this morning. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be doing this episode because it's something I spoke to you all about doing for a very long time, is going deeper into the Kundalini and our last episode we spoke about um, connecting deeper with oneself and this is just an expansion of that. So I've got a guest on today that is a dragon channel, which is really exciting. Um, we're going to be like asking him loads of questions, pushing him outside of his comfort zone and getting to really mirroring back each other's experience to help you in where you are on your journey. So do you just want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I've had like an interesting life really like it kind of follows a lot of the the typical things that happen when people go through awakening like experiences and awakening journeys like I had no interest in spirituality growing up like I was interested in science that was how I understood the world and I just thought people who believed in the things that I experience now they're just crazy like there's there's like no proof to this and what I found um was that I was pretty miserable I was in a very a very bad place like taking drugs like drug and alcohol dependency and then when I was about 26 um I had my first encounter with um a spiritual teacher it was a just like an Eckhart Tolle video uh, so I was like um a friend recommended Eckhart Tolle and I was like okay I'll check this out and I watched one of his talks and I was looking at him and I was just like, why is this guy glowing? <laughs> it was like everything else just disappeared. Like the background just receded and he was just glowing. I don't remember what he was saying, but like my mind just got absorbed into him. And I was intrigued by that. I, for some reason, I didn't even think it was that weird. I was just more intrigued than anything else. And um, I went on his website and I was like, oh, I want to dig around to a bit of research about this guy. And I saw he had a video called How to Stop Thinking. And I was like, well, I, have I ever stopped thinking? Like, is stopping thinking a good thing? So then I sat on my bed and I just like tried to meditate. Um, because I thought that's how you would stop thinking and I don't know how to meditate I've never don't know anything about it but I've seen people meditate in films and it looks a bit like this so I'll do this you know and then I'm watching my thoughts and I just keep watching them and I'm like hang on they start slowing down and then they completely stop so it's like no thoughts going through my mind and I'm like, whoa, like, what is this? Because, like, I just start feeling, like, peace, like, just in my mind, just, like, this really deep sense of peace. And I open my eyes and I look around, like, everything's, like, translucent, you know, and radiant, everything that I'm looking at. And I'm just, like, in awe. I'm like, this is the most amazing thing that has ever happened to me um it lasted for about 20 minutes and I was just walking around like it just like oh my god and when my thoughts did come back in the first thing they were saying was like 
this is the answer to all my problems. Like, this is what I've been looking for all my life. And I just didn't realize it. Um, so then for like the next few months, like that's what I was focused on. I was just like, I'd go in and out of that space. I'd listen to Eckhart Tolle talks. I'd learn more about what had happened. So like, okay, obviously I've gone into this state of presence that he talks about. And like, this is actually my true nature. That then led into, like Eckhart spoke very highly of Ramana Maharshi. This uh, is a, He's an Indian Hindu saint from the last century. Um, so I was like, okay, well, if Eckhart's given me this amazing experience, then if I look into Ramana Maharshi, then, you know, what will I get from that? So I start following Ramana Maharshi's teachings, like really, um, really quite intensely. And after doing that for a week, I had like a Kundalini awakening, um, which happened in my dreams. Um, so I, I was in a dream and I was sat opposite a guy who may have actually been Ramana Maharshi. I'm not quite sure. He, there was a, there was something similar about him. And um, he gave me this teaching. Uh, what he said was, feel the awareness in your left hand, feel the awareness in your right hand, which I did. And then he's like, the hands are different. So I feel them in space. It's like, yeah, they're different in space. And then he says, the awareness is one. <laughs> Every time I say that, like it, it gets me. Because I could feel it. Like, it's like, yeah, no, the awareness is like it's whole, like throughout all of space. Realizing that, like the whole dream just collapsed in on itself. And then I basically had a near-death experience. I didn't know that at the time, but looking back on it, like I was in darkness, there was a light in the distance, the light started getting brighter. I felt this very, very strong, um, to be blunt, orgasmic sensation um, as the light got stronger and also like a massive fear of death. Eventually reached a, fr a threshold and crossed over that so that I was only in the light. All the fear disappeared. All I was experiencing was just like ecstasy and golden light. And after I came back from that, there was like, you know, that same sensation moving up and down my spine. And from then on, my mind's been open in ways that I thought were just in fantasy and sci-fi films, you know, like deities starting to communicate with me, having out-of-body experiences, and more recently, dragons coming in. Mm, I had so much come in like as you were speaking it's so strange actually because Eckhart is it Eckhart Toll is that his name is that his people say it different ways yeah um, I, I always say names wrong but he was like the start of a really intense journey for me like I literally I'm a bookworm like I'm a bit of a nerd so when I like mm. first was called into this I was so into his teachings I was like devouring everything that he wrote and I kind of had a similar thing. I was in the light for a long time where I was just meditating and I was just like, this is so amazing. <laughs> I was just like in that state. And then I think that light was preparing me for like the complete opposite because I was in that state for like, I think three years. And I was like, this is wow. so beautiful. Life was great. And then literally the rug was pulled under my feet. My marriage ended, like so much happened. 
and I was like okay you were holding me in this leg for a purpose <laughs> and um it's funny because when you were speaking about the kundalini awakening what came through so for me it was like a lightning bolt through my spine and I had it in a different way and I had it when I was awake and I'm not joking my hands were like tremor like this like I was they were clutching tremoring and it was really intense because when this like it's like imagine Harry Potter and there's a lightning bolt that goes into your spine and any unhealed trauma through all of our generational lineage is just took out of our nervous system because obviously when we're doing this work and we're on this path we're basically clearing our generational lineage of that which is not ours like we're just getting that out of the way so we can return to our true nature and that was kind of my experience I kind of had the same state it was like a massive orgasmic kind of sensation but at the same time it was so intense that my body started vibrating and like it was the aftermath right so let's talk about that so for me I was in bed for six months couldn't move this is something I wasn't aware that was happening until like kind of a bit after I was so much in a like I think bringing that 5d to the 3d right um of when you go through something so intense because I feel like it was a near-death experience personally I genuinely felt like I was on my deathbed I if you've ever experienced a um ego death it was like I was going through that in a constant state there was no like die experience life die it was like a constant <laughs> death and I genuinely thought in that time, I wasn't going to actually get out of that. I was in so much pain, like the pain I had in my pelvic area, I was so like, and that's when I started downloading the codes for this is a Kundalini awakening, like my third book started happening. And I really just want to touch on that because I know for you, you spoke about this in one of your lives and this is how we connected. You said you were out of work for two and a half years. So Tell us a bit about that and how that was for you after that awakening. Yeah, like that was really, really challenging. Like if you've ever been through that type of an experience, like sometimes um, like I see people chasing after Kundalini awakening, like it's going to be the solution to all of their problems. And I think that's coming from uh, sometimes some well-meaning places, like people trying to encourage like this evolution of consciousness but also not being very realistic about what that can entail. And, um, and that a lot of people like myself are going into these very high level teachings that they're finding on the internet, practicing them really diligently, and then having the kind of peak experience, but not having done any of the preparatory work that's necessary to, um, prepare your body and your mind for that. Like, it's like you get a dimmer switch and instead of just like gradually turning it up, turning up the light through these preparatory experiences until you eventually get to like a nice bright setting, you just turn it all the way up suddenly. And what it does is like that sudden boost in your awareness illuminates everything that's in your body in your psyche it just suddenly gets seen and most of us have been running away from a lot of stuff that exists inside our body and our psyche and for good reason because it's really overwhelming and 
the the higher level of awareness like allows it to be metabolized and broken down and um kind of restored to an integrated level of consciousness which is like you know this deep healing this deep soul retrieval that has these wonderful tangible benefits to our lives but the process of getting to that point can be very traumatic when it's done suddenly without much support without community yeah. all those kinds of things so for me i was uh yeah i was out of work for two and a half years i was living with my mum, um and i'd be waking up in the middle of the night just like sweating because i was having these nightmares um which was my psyche just trying to process the trauma that exists within it um and realizing that my childhood was not a healthy, happy childhood. Um, all of that, like, kind of coming to light very, very quickly and it being really overwhelming. So I spent a lot of time in nature during that time. Luckily, my mum lives in the countryside, so I could just go for walks in the woods, in the hills. And gradually, over time, things started to calm down. And after a couple of years, I was able to start looking for work. I took up part-time work and moved out of my mum's house, you know, and then I started feeling a bit more kind of normal and back together. Um, but all those experiences that I was having just like carried on happening, like, and they continue to happen now, like, if anything more so. It's just that now they're happening within a psyche and a body that is uh, more capable of holding them. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because what this is the thing that comes through for me, and this is something I'm really passionate about, and it upsets me a little bit because there's so much illusion around there about being a quick fix, and there's one thing we can do to just suddenly heal everything we've been through, right? And when we have been through something like this. It is a trauma, personally. Like, for me, it was a massive trauma. Like, our, I think it's the mental and the body aftermath of that experience. You have to be a really brave and powerful soul to be able to hold that and see it through. Mm. And it really, like, makes me more passionate about this work and how to do it in a better way because there is no quick fix where we can just heal. Like it's a constant initiation every single day and it's a constant unraveling. And, you know, I would not wish on anyone what I went through because like for me, it opened up sexual trauma. So we have the subconscious and the conscious mind and basically the Conalini awaken awakening just blasts the two of them into unity. So all that's been locked away that our ego protects us from, those traumas in our life just suddenly burst wide open. And I had to, as I was laying in bed for like six months, I was facing these sexual traumas over and over again. I was facing miscarriages, abortions, things I suppressed into my mind. And there was nowhere for me to go. I couldn't run away because my body wasn't able to go anywhere. I had to sit with it and face it and be in my own hell for six months straight. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to hold for myself. Now, it made me as a soul. Um, it truly transformed me into who I am in this moment. However, it's not something that 
I think our soul would initiate on the faint-hearted because it is so deep. Like I am living with my mom at the moment and I also have fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed with that my first spiritual awakening seven years ago. And I've been quite well, obviously, because I was living in the light realm for so many years. But this year, because of that experience, it triggered everything. So I had fibromyalgia, probably awakening. I was facing the sexual trauma. I had to basically face it all and not just that one bit at a time. So I just want to honor you because it's like literally one of the hardest things you can do, like for being able to sit through that. I really honor your courage and witness your power to be able to alchemize it and do what you're doing today. And I truly believe we are the channels we are because of that experience. I think the Kundalini open, opens us up um, in a way that we don't expect. Like I'm sure you didn't expect you become a dragon channel, right? So let's tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, definitely. I, like I say that sometimes to people, like no one talked about this at careers day at school. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and I, I agree with you, like that that opening up of those channels, like it's not for the faint of heart, and you're not going to be initiated into that if it's not right for you, like on some level, you know. Um, and like if like you know if you're listening to this and you're going through something really difficult that's related to this there are people out there who can support you through that like um i know this guy who does uh, a lot of tai chi and that kind of thing and he's helped a lot of people through the symptoms of kundalini and just talking to people who have been through it like you know there's there's ways to receive support which maybe we didn't get so much but it seems like this is happening to more and more people and it's being discussed more and more and as that happens, you know, those of us who have already gone through it and have a few years under our belt can support the people who are being initiated now. And I feel like that's kind of part of our purpose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like when that happens, my channels opened, but then I started working with beings, you know, with deities and angels and and they were just like cleaning me out. Mm. Like I was working with Carly and she she was just like a living scalpel energy and she was just like I would just feel her energy working through my system and she would just be like you know I am the scalpel like I am the surgeon like allow me to cleanse you and you know years of working with beings like that has like helped to um, forge my channels in a way that they they can be open while I'm just having an ordinary life and um, but then so the dragons like I didn't have I didn't really believe in in dragons I was like I mean I think they're awesome like I love them from like fantasy films and stuff like I've always loved them from a kid um but I didn't really believe in them and I did have one experience like shortly after the Kundalini awakening where I was walking through London and I saw in my mind's eye I saw this image of this huge dragon like flying around and it, it came up to me and I remember it saying to me like I am your dragon and it was this green dragon and I was just like I've lost it <laughs> like you know angels and deities I can just about handle that but dragons I'm like nah I've gone completely crazy um and then I think I suppressed it you know I suppressed yeah. that I was like no I can't handle that right now 
And then uh, a couple of months ago, like I start setting up this program that I'm I'm now running, which is called Hellraisers, which is all about like taking people on these transformational journeys where they can reintegrate their soul and, and get more out of their life. And all the symbolism that was coming to me around that was like volcanoes and lava. Like, and I had this connection, I still have this connection with uh, the Scandinavian deity Hela. Like, and her coming forward and just like kind of explaining that she wants this to be created and I'm a vehicle for it. And it's like, okay, this is this is nice. And then I'm planning on, I, at the time, like I was looking to travel. So um, I was looking around Italy and I'm like, okay, just on Airbnb, like a little map version of that, just like looking around. And then I see Sicily and I'm like, oh, Sicily, yeah, like I've been there before. Hang on, what's that big mountain looking thing like oh mount etna like oh that's that's an active volcano i didn't realize and it and it, things were just sort of like falling into place in my mind i'm like oh, i i need to be near that volcano like i need to go there i can feel it in my body like this call i can feel the energy of the volcano calling me to her and like it's like okay i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go to sicily and i'm gonna perform a ritual at Mount Etna I think <laughs> let's do it <laughs> yeah um again like still nothing about dragons but while I was there like um I kind of synchronistically connected with this woman and she she read into my energy field and and she was like um she sensed dragons in my energy field and no one had ever said that to me before um and correct like she correctly said like one of them is kind of especially close to you and it's green and I was like oh hang on a second like that's like that green dragon that I saw in London the one you suppressed yeah exactly sorry my friend <laughs> <laughs> and um so she was saying this stuff and, and she was like no but there's going to be a lot of them or something like that like there's not just one like there's lots of them and I'm like okay this is interesting and other things that she was saying just really really resonated like the whole conversation was one of the most energetically resonant conversations I've ever had with someone and then I went outside and I saw there was this big rainbow outside like right after I'd had that conversation I was just like okay uh I feel like the universe is trying to tell me something so I had plans to go up Mount Etna like before I even had that conversation, it was sort of like me in my mind going, I want to, I know I'm, I know I'm here to do that. So let's get it done. You know, mm -hmm. like, let's get out of the way because tick it off the, you know, tick the box. Um, but things kept on coming up where it just didn't feel right to do it. Or I just didn't feel like I had much energy or whatever. And it kept going wrong. And then the time that ended up working was Halloween. So it's like the 31st of October. And if you remember this year, like that was between two solar eclipses. Mm. And it was really, really intense Scorpio season. And I'm a sun in Scorpio, I have a stellium in Scorpio. Like it's like kind of my time. And I was like, okay, apparently I'm going to go up the volcano on Halloween. Like that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and I, I had this feather with me, like I had a crow's feather with me that I had taken from my hometown. And, you know, my name is Jack Morrigan, but that's not my, my kind of birth name. Like I chose the name Morrigan because I have this deep connection with the deity, the Morrigan. 
and she's a Celtic deity of the British Isles, associated with the British Isles, and her her familiar is the crow or the raven. So I had a crow's feather from my hometown from the British Isles that I'd taken with me. And I I just was carrying it around with me and then I saw it on the side and I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to take that to the mountain. So I take it with me and all the way up the mountain, like I'm feeling the energy of the volcano and I'm feeling really anxious, but she's like taking that energy away from me. Like wow. she's just like cleansing it out of me. Um, like I could just feel it being lifted out. Then I perform my ritual. I put my crow's feather into the ground, like, and I'm just looking at Mount Etna, which is, I've never been to a volcano before. I don't know if you've ever been to a volcano. No. <laughs> so then I I get to the volcano and I'm at the summit. Um, I've never been to a volcano before, but the energy up there was just absolutely amazing. Like so clear you know like when you're at the top of a mountain like it's just got that really clear energy it's like that but plus this extra like volcanic version of it um so i find this like little spot to do my ritual and before i went up there the volcano had actually asked me to invite people to um like offer things to it like so to offer things that they wanted released from themselves so that those things can die and then be reborn as something new, which is like, you know, the energy of the volcano. And um, so I, I put my feather in the ground, just like in this volcanic rock and filmed myself performing this ritual where I was just like sending the energy from myself and from all the people who had spoken to me, like just into the volcano like as an offering. And I put my hand on the rock and I started speaking this language that I'd been speaking for like the last six months, but I didn't know what it was. And um, it just felt right to say it. So I was just saying it into the mountain, recorded myself doing it, and then felt absolutely fantastic. Like afterwards, like I just felt amazing, like so clear in myself, so much energy, like I ended up running up one of the craters basically and just like just in awe of everything it was amazing um then i get back from that and i send my friend the video that i'd recorded and she was like basically she was like you you're speaking dragon light language um and she sent me a video of someone oh dog and she's, she's <laughs> joining in <laughs> She was left out there. Oh, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> so then she sends me this video of this guy on YouTube, and he, I was shocked because, like, he sounded almost exactly the same as me, like, wow. doing this language. And I'm like, how the hell can two people have that experience? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But I was amazed, and, like, he had the title of his video was Dragon Light Language. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then the penny dropped. It's like, hang on, I went up a volcano, like an active volcano on Halloween, and I spoke the language of dragons um, while, like, with this feather of, like, this dark feminine deity from my homeland, like, in between two eclipses. 
And I was just like, hang on, I think I've just done something really powerful. <laughs> Without really realizing it. Um, and almost straight after that, I just felt a dragon's energy like enter like my room and my whole body was just like, I just felt these waves of energy moving through my body. I was just like, whoa, hold on a second. And I, in my mind's eye, I see this huge blue dragon in front of me. And he starts speaking into my mind, um, saying his name, who he is, laughing a little bit because he's like, <laughs> you don't realize like what you've just done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then over the following days, like the different dragons just kept coming in and they started explaining all these different things. I felt their energy, I felt their differences. They started explaining that they, each one was associated with a different chakra. Um, and they, they explained, like, we want you to found a school of dragon magic. Like, we, we want to do that. We want to work through you. And I just started, it started flowing out of me, like, really effortlessly. I started doing posts about it, and people, there was, like, a lot of interest. And, yes. And it was, it was uh, really, really interesting. And very very transformative in the way that they all integrated i'm sorry and, oh it's okay it's okay <laughs> and that, like so that then like that's evolved to me now working with people one-on-one -on -one where i'll channel the dragons for them like so the dragons can like enter my body and speak through me and the energy that they hold is so healing and transformative. Like even if they didn't say a single word and they were just present, it would have this healing effect. Um, but they also do speak and like the things that they say are so profound and deep about the nature of existence and humanity's place in existence and these like cosmic relationships, which, for me, like give a real sense of um, kind of community. It's like there's a cosmic community and humanity isn't alone. And we are supported by beings like that are so much more powerful than us. We don't have a way of comprehending what they are, but the love that they have for us is so immense. Um, and they're able to support us. Uh, so I've started doing public channelings every Saturday and working with people one-on-one -on -one to bring that energy in. Uh, and they they call themselves the Dragons of the Rising Rose. So there's, yeah. uh, there's 10 of them. Yeah. <clears throat> 10 of them so far. I think there's going to be more. Um, and the school is called the Rising Rose School of Dragon Magic. So it's it's called the Rising Rose School of Dragon Magic, and they're starting to like express themselves through more through through posts and, and working with people um, to explain that. But they're basically saying like we've come here at a pivotal point, a pivotal time in the development of human consciousness, because you know like the rosebud of humanity is going to unfurl, yeah. and as it does, it opens to what exists outside of itself. And that includes us, you know, the dragonlings, 
And we're here to fulfill our role in the flowering of your rose. Mm. And that is like the reason why, like you might ask yourself, well, why would they be so interested in that? And the answer is because there is only one psyche, like there is only one being. So they are kind of like a higher portion of the cosmic mind mm. that is coming to our lower state to open and evolve it because it's all just like part of the movement of the seasons of the cosmos. You know, it's like this very natural, beautiful process that makes so much sense when you start working with these beings and they share their energy and it's like, oh, okay. Existence makes sense. This isn't just all some mad, I don't know, craziness. <laughs> it's unbelievable because I started seeing beings um, years ago, right? So before I even had my Kundalini awakening, but I didn't really, I didn't invite it in. I didn't really do anything. I was staying in my friend's house and an angel came to see me and was like, you're going to write this book. This was like seven years ago. And I remember my best friend was so annoyed because she was like, I've been doing this work for so long. Nobody comes to visit me. How are you getting angels coming to see you? And I'm like, well, I didn't want to see it. Like it scared the hell out of me because I was staying in a spare room. I just remember seeing this big triangle of light. It was like the Holy Trinity and this angel coming. It was Archangel Metatron. And I was like, I was freaked out because I like was like, what is going on here? I'd just gone to a Reiki session and all of a sudden, like, I was having this angel come to me and was like, here, you've got to write a book. And I was like, what are you on about? And I, like, went to my friend and I was like, this is not normal. And she was like, she was so annoyed. She was like, this is not fair. And I was like, hang on, I'm traumatised here. Would you just get over yourself for a minute? Because <laughs> I was, like, freaking the F out. But, like, since I had that first, it was like that Reiki session was an initiation. And mm. I remember... Now, there was a few years ago, I was really in a bad place. I was in a mental institution. I was losing it. Like, there was so much opening up, and I was freaking out. I ended up going to this place in Derry in Northern Ireland. And I remember lying in the bed, and I'm not joking. And I speak about this in my third book. I haven't really spoke about it much. A lot. Not everybody can receive this. You have to be careful <laughs> of who you speak to, because you don't want to be a bit lula. And I just remember looking to the left and there was these two angels. They were like light beings. I wouldn't say they're angels, but they were two light beings. And they were just praying at the side of my bed. And oh. Yeah, it was so bad. And I was like, I actually messaged a shaman that I was working with at the time. And she was like, you are where you're meant to be. I got so many downloads mm. from that experience. And that was a huge part of my work. Like, I think for us, being in the underworld, if that's what you call it, is part of our activation um and I remember saying to her like I could see like these dark entities over at the right and I wasn't like I could see them but I knew they couldn't get to me like I had full permission I was in my power and I was like like you keep your distance and I do believe that everything is a projection of self they were my own mm -hmm. demons being seen and to have to look to my left and see these light beings just sitting there praying like I messaged like the teacher I was working with and I was like I think I may be losing it but what was happening was my psychic was just opening up to a greater level like I was seeing things that I wasn't able to see before I was able to receive and like let beings like kind of speak through me but I wasn't able to like see them through my third eye mm. and when I had my Kundalini awakening it's like 
as you say, you opened up to the dragons. I opened up to a whole different world. So I had Kali come into me and all mm-hmm. these other beings were coming in. And I was like, what is happening? Because I've never had so many different archetypes come into my realm to want to work through me and help me through that. And it's funny because you say, you know, get support when you're going through the Kundalini. The spirit world was my support. So I was not alone through that experience. And I think even though you weren't activated with the dragons, with what you're going through, they were within your energy field. They were supporting you in some way. Because when you were talking, I could feel the flame. Like I could, the flame was like surrounding us when you were speaking about the volcano. And I was like, it's a really gentle energy. And that's what I kind of love about, you know, what we're doing is even though it it is quite intense because it is, they're so gentle and soft. And like one of the dragons came in and faced me as you were talking and was just like here. And I was just like, it it was, it's just comfortable. It's not like, it doesn't feel like nervy or anything. And I think this is a huge thing. A lot of people are afraid if they do have these gifts, you know, when we do start opening up and, we are able to tap into that. They're afraid of what that will be. But I think for me personally, it's been nothing but a loving experience. It's actually opened me up to love. And the rising rose, when I see you, when I saw you post that, I was like, oh my, that name just like vibrated through me. I could, <laughs> I could literally feel it rise through. I was like, this is so powerful. And I actually, the ro- rose isn't my middle name. So Yusima Diamond Rose is the name I was activated with over the years. It was Yusima Deneen, then Yusima um, Rose, then Yusima Diamond Rose. And it's so funny because when I saw the rising rose, we were at, I actually just messaged you. I was like, we're doing this interview. And I saw the rising rose. And I'm not joking, my whole body started vibrating. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, I, I just knew that, like, spiritual beings were bringing us together to like bring activations because even us having this conversation you speaking your truth and your experience with what you went through and me speaking my truth that activates people I truly believe that us being ourselves and being true and authentic in our gifts because that's what they are is what initiates and enables other people to do the same and I don't personally think if I hadn't gone through that awakening I would be as open and receptive. I sometimes feel like I live in a Harry Potter world and I was laughing because you were talking about walking through London and this dragon coming in and I was like, this is amazing. I feel like I'm Harry, I'm like such a Harry Potter nerd. I was like, I feel like I'm in Harry Potter. And like, sometimes I have to pinch myself because I feel like, yes, it's like what people class as not sane. For me, I believe it is the people that, see it as not sane are the ones that are insane because they're not tapped mm. into this um I get I'm just so blessed that I get to experience this in my humane life because it's like we have this boring mundane world that we live in where we just eat and sleep and whatever but then we have this five the experience like and that's my day-to-day life I don't know about you but it's like I'm constantly coexisting with my normal life my normal family and my normal routines but then I also have this 5d dialogue constantly like programming my mind so I want to know a bit about your day-to-day life how like how are these beings supporting you how does it show up like that's what I want to know yeah yeah and it's interesting I think it's similar like I'll like I'll be walking around my apartment and I'll just suddenly like I'll just be talking like light language you know, it's like, 
like and then i i just feel that like the energy of that and then sometimes some of them will just come in like and they'll just start talking to me about things they'll just be like okay the reason that you're feeling stressed about this is because of this 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 and this and the um like you don't need to worry about it because like the reason that you're having that problem is because of this in here but you need to just like step out into this like slightly different part of you and it's like this is me saying it in words but sometimes it doesn't even have words like it's yeah. like um it's like almost like these impulses of knowing moving back yes. and forward between us and it's like you know five or ten times quicker than speaking in words like it's so it's just like oh okay yeah right that, oh, 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 oh okay yeah fine <laughs> literally like that's my world and I'm like I can't even explain to people what's going on in my head most of the time because it's on an energetic level right it's not always in the thought form it's like just this and it's like I'm moved every day by something bigger than myself like I don't I know we have free will and I believe that our soul came here and chose this but it's like I am moved by something something moves through me and that's I act from that state I'm not acting from my 3d self I'm acting from whatever's moving through me and wants to be brought out into the world and like literally I'd be having a mundane conversation with someone but there's this 5d dialogue of what's really going on so I'm experiencing this 3d conversation but yet I'm having this 5d download and they're looking at me and they're like yeah this is like this at this level and I'm like up here and I'm like no this is like this is a whole <laughs> something else is going on and mm -hmm. I truly believe that that's what I was opened up to I didn't have that level of intervention until I went through that Kundalini awakening I'm writing my third book to help people who've been through sexual trauma to become intimate with oneself and heal you know that aspect within oneself because for me so many things came in with this um there was poverty consciousness while I was clearing and allowing myself to be that clear channel so much was coming up to the forefront so it's like yes I was healing you know the 3d stuff of the sexual trauma and what's been passed down through my lineage but on a 5d level my guys were constantly downloading to me you know this is bigger than what you're healing right now because what you experienced in this life you know that trauma wasn't even yours it was something that's been passed down so it's like I was holding myself in a 3D and I was lying in bed, but I was like constantly downloading this 5D of what was going on. And that's what's birthing my third book. And I know this is something we touched on and I want to kind of end on this note because I think this is a really important part of this work. And I truly believe there has to be, it goes into a deeper conversation, but I truly believe there's a lot of light that needs to be shed on this. Um, but I want to know a bit more about your experience with rising above the poverty consciousness and how that kind of showed up for you and how becoming that clear channel has opened up that space for you to rise above that in your lineage. Yeah, it's like that's an ongoing process for me. Like poverty consciousness is still something that kind of takes its grip on me. Um, but... I think within my lineage, like within my ancestry, like my my mum was born shortly after the Second World War. And so she grew up with rationing. Yeah. And this idea that like, you know, everything is limited. Like there's just lack. Everything is lack. And there's the financial part of that, but then there's also an emotional part of it as well that feel like they're they're interlinked like the lack of support and protection and nurturing and then the lack of material goods and everything and even though 
like her and my dad like when they were together like they we were really well off like we had a lot of money um before they separated but like I feel like she's just never really lost that mm. sense of being poor you know yeah. and she's like it's still and like kind of hoarding things like I I don't trust her with her finances because I'm like I feel like she's got way more than she lets on because she needs to feel poor like there's I think there's a link between kind of being poor and being in lack and being loved mm. like if I am destitute then people will love me and give me attention like I think it's this very kind of um mm. form very early on so I've been exploring that in myself like um using like the tools that I've been creating for my clients through my Hellraisers program some of my meditations are about going into the underworld and really accessing the parts of us that we uh, deny in ourselves you know like to me it's like it's not attractive that I have poverty consciousness you know that I am weirdly desiring poverty on an unconscious level yeah like it's not something that I want <laughs> but the reality is that it's there right like and I can see it manifesting in my life and I can feel it in my body so then it's about tuning into it and allowing it to be there and forming a relationship with it that allows it to kind of come up and out of the underworld so it can reintegrate into the whole of myself um so so that's something that I do. I also use, um, there's this book called Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott, which was really my gateway into that kind of work where she says, you know, we all have these kinks, like these weird things that we're into that are not good for us that we can playfully interact with and enjoy in a tantric way. So like forming a tantric relationship with the part, that part of you because the way she describes it like that underworld part of you actually like receives a lot of pleasure from these experiences but we won't allow ourselves to consciously experience that pleasure because it seems wrong so she's like okay well allow yourself to consciously experience that pleasure allow yourself to like feel the freedom of just the truth like this is truly how you are and like stop judging yourself and shaming yourself for that like give yourself permission to be as weird as you are we're all really weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and um, so that's helped a lot in releasing that but it's something that I still go into at times like and I had a time a few weeks ago where I was just like running out of money and getting really really stressed about it and this like links into the dragons like because we don't have to do all this work as individual humans you know we can receive support from beings from other dimensions and they can help to take some of that weight and one of the really good ways of doing that is either either to channel them and interact with them or interact with you know to work with people who do that channeling and also to learn ritual because ritual is like the language between worlds and if we can learn that language then we can receive the support of those worlds and what happened to me recently when I was really running out of money was that um, one of the dragons who's a gold dragon asked me to to offer them a ritual 
and I didn't really know what it was, but they basically asked me to take like some of the last few coins that I had and go down to the beach and uh, make an offering there. And the waves were like really massive that day. So I go down to the beach and I place them on this rock and I'm just focused on putting them on the rock and like kind of feeling the energy of it. And then I look up and there's huge waves coming in. So I have to like run away so that I don't get like hit by it. And I look back and the waves come in and it's taken the coins off the rock. Like it's just like like a hand coming out of the ocean, just taking the coins. And I was like, okay, that's that was pretty amazing. And I feel the dragon energy, and she's just like, I accept your offering. Like, and a couple of days after that, my finances were fine but in fact i earned more money than i've and ever in a single month um so i think there's this combination of the work we can do as a human being as an individual and being really really honest with ourselves and then we can also receive support from the other realms it's a it's funny because what you're saying about the rituals is kind of what I downloaded as well. So I'm creating I've created a program um for people to like clear all that in their root chakra and the rituals that were downloaded to me was that pleasure is our portal to our sacred riches. And when we allow that in all forms, mm -hmm. consciously and unconsciously, we activate those treasures because the reason so many of our treasures are buried, basically hidden in our subconscious, is because we're not claiming the pleasure of all that is. And our ancestors haven't gained access to those riches because we're not willing to claim, you know, those experiences on all levels of our being. And I downloaded so many different rituals to which I personally use to access our sacred riches. And it's worked for me because it's like that combination of, you know, that free will of us doing something to actively change our experience, but also calling in something higher than ourselves so that they can also hold our hand and help us overcome that experience. And for me, it's a coexistent relationship with God's source universe, whatever you want to call it, because we're not walking purely alone. And I don't think we can ever actually fulfill the work we're here to do if we choose to do it purely with oneself. So yeah, that's really mirroring back my own experience because that's really come through big for me and the mother poverty consciousness, like I see that as well play out. Poverty consciousness has been a massive part of my dharma. You know, my mom like literally had to choose between herself and me. And if I was a mother, would I sacrifice myself for my child 150%? Like it's a, people don't understand, it's a survival instinct, but it becomes embedded to it becomes who we are it's, it becomes more than survival and I saw it even this morning I had a conversation that was played out on regards to you know being poor and for the first time I and this is a mirror of my own shift in my dynamic she actually said to me you know I live a rich life not because of the money I have but because of the life I live and I was like what the hell because I've been working through this these layers for so long and I always believe when we have something like that in our family dynamic mirrored back to us, it's showing us, you know, the work we've done on ourselves and it's showing us where we are within our own journey. And every time I do, it blows my mind because every time I go deeper into this and allow, you know, what's coming through me to be 
channeled in that way and to change me at a cellular level it blows me away because it always is mirrored back to me somehow in a dynamic in my life that's been stuck for so many years and I truly believe when we choose to be that change it will show up outside of us and people um, will choose that as well for themselves so I just want to say thank you so much for coming this has been an incredible conversation I mean I could probably sit here for another three hours and talk but I know <laughs> I know this is enough um, I'm just being called before we end if you want to do a little channeling before we end if you have if you feel called to bring anything through for our audience that would be amazing yeah I mean I, I'm not sure but oh okay no I can't feel someone <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll just um, say do a little bit of dragon light language and then I'll let one of them come through and speak because I can feel them, them they'll want to come through. <laughs> I am a Sanran, a Sanran, a Sanran. Jack thinks this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what uh that's what a lot of training in science will do to a mind. But there is much more available. There is much more available. I'm a Thanran, Terracotta Sacral Dragon of the Rising Rose. And really much of what you're talking about is sacral energy. Pleasure. Wealth, expansion, sexual energy. So this is my realm. So I share the blessings of what I am with you. So you feel my energy. You feel my energy and you receive my blessings. It's instantaneous. What I am is like a refined version of what you can be. like a refined version of what you can be and when your sacral chakra feels what i am your sacral chakra expands to what i am simple process of mirroring it's felt it's felt felt so this doesn't really need words but words are helpful words are helpful and really what I'm offering here is a blessing to you to receive this so that your sacral chakra can relax and cleanse. Relax and cleanse. There's so much damage to the sacral chakras of humanity. So much. That can be released and is being released. This won't last forever. May as well enjoy it while it's here. May as well. 
<laughs> you know, the winter of your discontent, the winter of your discontent that is now. There's a there's a queue, there's a queue of beings wanting to join the winter of your discontent. You know, there is so many riches to be harvested at this time. And you, brave souls, are here at the peak, the peak, and the trans, the transferring, the transformation, when winter becomes spring. You, brave souls, we honor you. We honor you so much because you are leading the way. You're leading the way in this transformation of consciousness, which means you're on the front lines, which means you're being hit with the brunt of what's happening to your people you are taking on much more weight. You're taking on much more weight. So you need support. You need support. That's why we're focusing in on you. We're focusing in on you so that your energy has a place to go. It doesn't just have to be held and processed within your own individual form. It can be held and processed within the entire cosmic form. All the cosmic is with you. You've never been alone. You've never been alone. And now is the time that you champions. Guy, it's our honor to be with you. Thank you for allowing us to speak and inviting us to speak. Uh, one thing that we want to say that we want to say many, many times, you see what we're wanting to do through Jack and through the Rising Rose School of Dragon Magic, first and foremost, or most primarily, is to work with a select number of individuals who we will take on as apprentices, who we will train in our magic, who we will initiate into the way of the dragon. The reason we're so keen to do this is because that individual that will then become a node of consciousness like a um, telegraph tower, like a radio tower that broadcasts our transformational signal through more of humanity in the same way as Jack's doing, in the same way as you're doing in your own unique way. We want to create more like you. That's how we spread consciousness, that we spread it that way. So we are calling in, we are calling in a small number of people who are ready to go through a long-term transformational journey with us, and we will take you on as our apprentice, and we will work with you. That is our heart's desire. So we want to make sure that that's being said here. You're welcome to speak to me if you like, but it depends whether we have enough time. <laughs> I think there's only five minutes left. <laughs> what I will do is I will leave i will leave and jack's consciousness can return to normal so you two can finish your conversation <coughs> there we go welcome to my weird world <laughs> i can feel it i was just sitting receiving because i can feel the transmission and it's very similar to light codes so when i'm working with um clients i have light codes come in and it just felt very similar but it's very gentle like it's not I just feel ease. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to like <laughs> sit and be in its presence. Yeah, that's like, I think that's something that's, it's come up first in myself and also in other people kind of mirroring my own fears back to me. I actually um, had a download um, while you were doing it. When, you, when 
you were speaking through about the dragon soul i was shown like that um temple that's what i call it it's a temple because that's what it is that's what you're creating and i could just see like you so embodied in this and integrating you know the presence of all of it i feel I, i feel like you're still integrating it and it's not fully like in your vessel but when mm. he was speaking through, I could just see the temple of it and then you and then the dragon school and you were just so embodied, like you're the dragon king. That's like what came through for me is you're the dragon king of this. Um, and it was beautiful. It was just a really nice activation to receive and to just be able to witness, you know, what you're calling into your own being. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I was, I'm getting like all these like high vibrational tingles moving through my body, especially when you said tra- Dragon King there. Like they, when I performed that ritual, they basically said like you've opened a portal, you've become a portal. Like that's what you did. You turned your body into a portal between the worlds. And all human beings actually have like a fragment of their soul that can become in, can come to life in the dragonlands and what happened was mine came to life and a part of me is alive there now and my i'm a bridge between those worlds so in a sense like i am the school of dragon magic yes Um, that's the key yeah yeah it's it's a surreal thing for my kind of logical mind to take on but like i feel it within my body that's the thing and like it's not separate from us and I'm constantly saying this and I think you have to be in a certain level of elevation to be able to receive it but this work is us and we are it it's an expansion of who we are it's not separate to us we are not creating something outside of us we're merely like showing the world who we are and that's why there's so much hesitation and I can feel it as a vessel there's still a bit of wobble with you bringing that through but it's because like your soul and your 3d are coming into unity and it's like you're accepting and integrating your truth right it's not so much you like becoming a channel you are already it it was already done like because it's blueprinted in your dna it's just you're integrating those aspects and you're bringing it now into unity Mm. yeah yeah you're saying you're mirroring a lot of the things that they say to me and that I okay feel <laughs> <laughs> just say that i just say it as it is and um, well this is going to kick me off i think so thank you so much i'm going to add all of your details to this below so that anybody that wants to work with you can do so if you're interested in the school i know that the dragons are in my life now because i have initiated and activated them um i could feel it and i saw myself like integrating that as a part of myself because I'm like this is right up my street anyway I'm like a Harry Potter nerd so it just brings me more into my own inner realm and I have already felt so many energy shifts unfold with me throughout this it's probably the longest interview I've had but it's um something that I've been called more and more to step into so I just really want to like hold yeah. that vision of what is being birthed and what you're bringing to the world and thank you so much for standing in your truth because it takes a lot of courage um, it took so much vulnerability and you know space holding for me to unveil my truth to the world and to bring my gifts out and when I see others mirroring that back I'm just in awe because I know like what level of service that requires of you as a way shower so I just want to thank you for being that vessel for choosing to accept the call because the truth is we have free will whether we choose to activate it or not and 
even though there is wobble moments, you know, and it can be adverse and we are served our challenges, it's nothing better than living in the realm of Harry Potter. That's how I like to see it. I live in like, <laughs> I live in my own magical world of Harry Potter. So thank you for bringing more Harry Potter to the 3D. You're so welcome. You're so, so welcome. <laughs> what is your Facebook before we go so that people can find you there? Yeah, so I'm Jack Morrigan on Facebook. And my website is www.jackmorrigan.com. And the best way to connect with me is on Facebook. Just drop me a message and we can have a conversation. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here.